There's a chance for Mule and Burroughs. They score! And the Mules score! Scores! Three in a row for the Mules! Duke has to put it up at the buzzer! It's good! And the Mules win it! Coming to you from Allentown, Pennsylvania, welcome to the Mule and Mules podcast. Each episode, we'll talk to the coaches, staff, athletes, and alumni who make up the Muhlenberg Athletics family and are proud to call themselves Mules. And we're just a few days away from Muhlenberg College's 173rd commencement, which means the end of the academic year, probably one of the strangest academic years in the college's history. Last week on the podcast, we talked to two Mule athletes who will be graduating on Monday, spring sport athletes who got to end their careers on a high note. This week we have a different pair, two fall sport athletes who lost their entire senior seasons due to the pandemic, but did get the opportunity to put on their uniforms and compete for Muhlenberg one last time. First up is Maya Ilovsky, a libero on the Muhlenberg volleyball team. Maya was on pace to become the program's all-time digs leader before losing her senior season. She has to settle for finishing in a tie for eighth place with 1,227 career digs. All right, Maya, welcome to the Muhlenberg Mules podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Less than a week from graduation. Can, can you believe it? You're almost an ex-college student. Crazy, yeah. huh? It's absolutely bizarre that it's coming to an end right now. Yeah, you know, and obviously this was, this was a bizarre year. You know, obviously not the, the ending that any student or, or any athlete had anticipated. For a fall sport athlete or for a winter sport athlete, you basically lost your entire senior season. Just talk about, you know, beginning with last year um, when everybody was sent home in March, it was a roller coaster, like really not knowing what was happening next, what was happening next. Just talk about what that was like, you know, as you started hearing announcements over the summer and then maybe coming to grips and realizing that you wouldn't have a fall season. Yeah, I think at first, definitely in May, I don't think anybody was anticipating what COVID would eventually become and what it still is today. But I guess we found comfort in the fact that like we were all going through it together and got to be with family. So that was really nice. And yeah, the beginning of the semester and like kind of leading into the possibility and the potential of not having a season in the fall, that was definitely difficult and weird knowing that I wouldn't be playing, but I was also hopeful that we would be able to maybe have a chance in the spring, which thankfully we were. And for that, like more than grateful, even as short as it was, only that we had um, two games. It was nice to be able to play again, meet the freshmen, play with the freshmen, um, and just kind of be around that team culture one last time, because that's potentially like one of the biggest parts of my Muhlenberg experience. There were some athletes uh, at Muhlenberg and, and I'm sure elsewhere who, you know, kind of left their sport, who were supposed to play in the fall. Um, and once they found out their season was canceled and they would really wouldn't have a regular season in the spring, maybe decided to, you know, devote their time in the spring to, uh, you know, preparing for their careers, concentrating on their studies. Was that ever a thought in your mind, like not playing or, or, or giving it up? I think volleyball for me is such a big part of who I am and it's so much more than just a sport so like if I'm feeling stressed or if school becomes overbearing or overwhelming 
I love to resort to volleyball and that's why I loved having it in the fall too because you're starting to transition and get accustomed being back in school and like you're with a group of people that you love playing like just like the best stress release I guess ever and you're having so much fun doing it so yeah no not once was it like oh my gosh I'm going to dread going back no it was more so like this is the best thing ever and I'm so excited even though I was super nervous to touch a ball again after not doing that for I don't know how long um and like stepping foot on a court putting my knee pads on and everything like oh my gosh this is really happening but everything turned out great and it was honestly something I'm so grateful for your junior year you missed about a month of the season you had an injury you, you actually were were on pace to um possibly break Muhlenberg's all-time digs record this past year you know, and, and, and those are things that, that obviously you missed out on. But, but from talking to you here, it, it seems like that you're, you're more grateful for what you did have than, than uh, disappointed for what you lost. Yeah, like, honestly, injuries happen. And I'm just thankful also, like, I was able to come back, able to play again. And, like, if I were to look back at the things that I've missed and things that I can't go back and change, then that would take away from the experience and everything that it has offered and has given me these past four years. Yeah, and you were off campus in the fall. While the team was on hiatus, you had a coaching change, which, which kind of made things interesting too. Yeah, definitely. But we wish Coach Grant the best. We still love her so dearly. And we know that in her future endeavors and everything that she's going to do, she's going to do great. And we have Coach Rob now, who is our assistant coach. And we love him to death so much already. And like, he already has the team chemistry there. He knows us. so. Um, yeah, it's great. You mentioned that it was a little bit weird kind of getting back on the court and, and getting activated <laughs> with, with, with everyone. Again, you know, the freshmen had been on campus practicing by themselves in the fall. What was, what was that like, you know, trying to, uh, tr- trying to learn everything ab- about them? They, they probably knew a lot about each other, but in, in a kind of unusual time period, normally you have the preseason for that. Yeah, which is weird because usually you have the upperclassmen kind of bringing the freshmen in, showing them around, like giving them a feel for what the team's like, what we're like, but it was almost like reversed, I guess. <laughs> where they were able to get to know each other, which is great, be able to play together, get that team chemistry there. And then when we all came in, it was almost like automatic, I wanna say. Like not for me playing wise, it was definitely a little bit of like a little <laughs> in the beginning. But after like a few days or so and just like getting back into the swing of things, it just felt natural, I guess I could say. Yeah. And so you guys, um, you had a couple of matches that you played in the spring, uh, exhibition matches, almost like scrimmages. You played at Johns Hopkins, who's the defending national champion, (laughs) which is a nice, uh, nice way to get back into the swing of things. And and then you had um, on Thursday, May 6th, you played at Dickinson. And you actually had your your senior night on the on the road there. What was that like for you? You know, what were your emotions? Um, you know, going into that, like knowing it was going to be the last time you were going to play. You know, and especially after such a uh, such a strange and and uh, taxing year. Well, first off, so thankful that we were even able to put our jerseys on one more time, be able to play in a setting where it wasn't just in practice. Like as great as practices are, like. We are competitive and want to be playing against other opponents. So playing against Hopkins, that was also just like a great challenge, but we played so well and had so much fun. 
So I was very confident going into Dickinson that we would be able to bring that same intensity. And honestly, like, of course we would want to have a senior night at our home gym, but at the end of the day, it didn't really even matter because I feel like we were just able to be there, have our parents there and just be recognized and be able to look back on the past four years. And I don't know, you can't really wish for anything more than having that. You know, you seem very grateful about about that, but I guess it was kind of bittersweet. I mean, obviously, you know, it's something that's been such an important part of your life that you know it's going to be the last time you do it. I mean, I guess that's, and volleyball is a very emotional game to begin with. So um, I'm guessing there were a lot of strange emotions uh, flying around for, for that match. Oh, yeah. Um, in the beginning, I definitely was trying to hold back tears a little bit, just being next to Alicia and Becca, you know, these past four years, they have been such a big part of my experience. We've become, I'm living with Alicia now. I can, and Becca too, like, I can call them like my best friends, you know, and you can count on them for anything and just being next to them and just knowing like, wow, like this is it for us. And we've done this together. It was incredible. Also bittersweet, like you said, but yeah, and we played our hearts out and that's all you can ask for. Yeah. What are, what are some of the things that you think you've learned from this past year about the whole experience about going through COVID and, and everything that's, that's happened uh, and all the adjustments you've had to make to, you know, what for, you know, the first 20 years of your life were, were normal things. Yeah, I think for everybody, COVID kind of made you take a step back and kind of appreciate the little things that you kind of took for granted, I guess, when COVID wasn't a thing. And it was nice to be with family. And I feel like it allowed for a lot of self-growth in a way. But yeah, and then coming back and being able to play, like something that I was just like so automatic always, like wow like this is really a sport I love and with people that I love and the fact that I can be going out there again and doing this one more time despite everything that we've been through despite probably a little bit of a tough time during quarantine I'm sure for everybody because it's such a what the heck is going on you know um, but being able to come back and go on the court one more time and meet these incredible freshmen play again with these people that I've grown to love so much and with coach Rob there too like everything was just like perfect in a way where it was set up to not be perfect you know that's a good way of putting it perfectly imperfect right or imperfectly yeah. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and, and talk about your uh you know your overall Muhlenberg experience as as you know it's it's coming to an end here you spent the last four years here obviously Volleyball was a big part of it. Thinking back on, on your overall college experience, how do you feel about that? I can even like go to speak on my overnight visit. I came here and you can feel how welcoming everybody is and so nice. And I know like a lot of people say this and it sounds really corny or cheesy, but it's like, it felt like home away from home. And that's truly what it became to me. And everyone is so supportive, whether it be your teammates, your coaches, um, even though we've had a few, like every person has an impact on your life. And it's not even that I feel like my coaches were just coaches to me, but almost like mentors in a sense where I was able to go to them with almost anything. And in the sense that my coaches were that way, so were our professors. And I think Muhlenberg allowed me the opportunity to, yes, like academically, like grow, but also just with the variety of people that I've met. I am so, again, thankful. I know I keep saying that, but 
I'm just so happy that I did come here and I had these four years here and um, with academics, with volleyball, with everyone that I've met. Oh my gosh, I'm getting emotional. It's just been incredible four years and I wouldn't have done it any differently. That's cool. Well, we, we like it. We like when people keep saying they're thankful. That's, uh, <laughs> that's better than some other things they could say. You also met some nice people. We worked in the library. Uh, oh, yeah. I guess as a college student, you're going to spend a lot of time in the library anyway, right? You might as well get paid for it, right? Funny story, June advising day, my dad was like, you're getting a job today. And I was like, uh, okay, like I'm not even a student yet, but all right. So you went to the library, nobody's even in there. And I met the supervisor, Joy, she's actually retiring in this year. And I had my interview right then and there. I like missed some of like the advising, I think, to go do this. But even there, like the library is a stressful environment, you're doing school, all this stuff, but everyone there is so sweet too. And that's another thing, like for the last four years, I just loved as well. Lots of different families, you know, like you said, home away from home, you had your volleyball family and your, and your library family. <laughs> so uh, let's talk a little bit about the future. You're, you're headed to do something very, very interesting. Tell us about uh, your, your trip to Peru coming up. Yeah, so I'm going to be working for the Minka Project, which is a nonprofit in Huancayo, Peru. Um, and I'm going to be host, not hosting, assisting and like kind of holding these group therapies for women and children of a very marginalized community in the Andes. And I'm going to be doing fundraising for the project. And we're also going to be taking a few excursions around Peru and doing holistic health research, which I'm probably like most excited about. So I get an opportunity to use my Spanish and also psychology majors, which is, I think, the most perfect thing. Like, I'm really excited. That sounds amazing. How did you find out about that and how, and how did you land on it? So actually another great thing about Muhlenberg is the Career Center and alumni connections. So I had talked to an alumni a few times over Zoom and um, study, not studying abroad, but um, going abroad after college and working abroad, maybe living abroad was something that's always been kind of important and something that I've always wanted to do. Um, and she was the coolest person. She was an FBI agent. She has like connections in probably like every single country. I don't know how, like what it was, but she would just list different things off. And she gave me a few different sources and things. Um, so I started looking into where I could use both psychology and Spanish and found Peru and this opportunity and yeah. So is this a short-term thing or is it a, a long-term thing? Yeah, no, I'm only going to be staying there for a few months. Um, I was not hesitant, but like, wasn't sure if I wanted to fully delve in for long-term. Um, so this is just going to be a good experience for a little bit and then see where we go from there. And if I like it, maybe I'll stay longer. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe we'll, do they play volleyball down in Peru? Um, I'm sure I could find something, but <laughs> now, I'm not sure. So, all right, Maya Ilosi, thank you very much for uh, joining us on the Muhlenberg Mules podcast. You know, again, just a very tough year, the, the, the past year. Um, I, think, I think the attitude and, and, you know, what you've said today about to, to being grateful, I think that's, that's something that, um, you know, a lot of people can, can take away, you know, the, the good things that, that came out of, of what was overall not a very good thing. Thank you so much for having me. And our next guest is Thomas Spinelli, a back on the Muhlenberg football team. He would have competed for increased playing time on a Mule squad that reached the Division III Final Four in 2019 and was ranked in the top 10 in the 2020 preseason polls.
All right, Thomas Spinelli, thank you for joining us on the Muhlenberg Mules podcast. Thank you. I appreciate you having me here. Yeah, so uh, you're, you're less than a week away from, from graduation and, and from uh, finishing up college. Uh, that's probably a little bit hard to believe, huh? Oh, yeah, it's, it's scary just thinking about having to enter the real world. You know, no more classes, no more school is exciting, but also a little bittersweet because it's what I've been doing for my whole life. And I, well, I don't know really what to do now, but I'm, I'm excited to see where my journey takes me. Definitely. Speaking of journeys, uh, th this past year was was quite a journey, you know, starting last spring back in March when everybody was sent home and then going through the summer and, and, and not knowing if if you were going to have a season or not. And then ultimately finding out that you weren't. And, you know, it was for the football team, really a season that everybody was looking forward to coming off a final four appearance in, in 2019. Just kind of kind of go through what was that what that was all like. It, it must have been such a roller coaster, like not knowing, you know, really what what the future held and and what was going to happen. Oh yeah, it was it was definitely tough because you know playing football from such a young age on, you always think about that last season, that last game. You always dream of, you know, living that last little bit of time, and kind of like culminating in a, as perfect a way as possible, but just like everything else with this pandemic, it was all adaptation. You know, nothing nothing goes perfect during these last years. So it was tough, definitely, but we always held on hope. All of us held on hope that we would finally get just one last competition, one sort of game. And you know, I'm just grateful to have the opportunity to have, be able to at least practice in the fall, practice in the spring, and gotten one last shot to just go out there with all my boys and have a great time to celebrate our careers with each other. You know, you mentioned practicing in fall. You were actually on campus in the fall and, and got yes. to practice, you know, with mostly the freshmen. That was an opportunity that that many of our seniors uh, and upperclassmen didn't have. So that must have been at least at least fun for you, at least to get to practice and get to know some new people. Yeah, right. It, it was cool to, uh, you know, kind of help introduce some of the freshmen into what Muhlenberg football was, meet them. You know, I had a couple of my friends out there with me. And it was just a good time just to put on the pads, strap up, and do some sort of football. But at the same time, it was also weird because I wasn't with most of the kids I was playing the last three years with. You know, we were practicing three days a week instead of five to six days a week. We weren't practicing for a specific reason. You know, usually football, you're practicing all week, preparing for an opponent. And uh, it was just kind of, we were just kind of going out there to learn and get better and at the same time, I wasn't sure what I was exactly practicing for because my final season, my final opportunity for competition was so up in the air. So while it was really cool and really fun, it was also pretty, pretty weird to be out there like that. And I know uh, some of your classmates who you've been teammates with for the past three years, when they find out, found out that we wouldn't be having a uh, East season or even a full season in the spring, just decided to give it up and, and, uh, you know, weren't a part of the team during the spring practices. Is that something that ever crossed your mind? Um, you know, to since you were, as you said, you weren't really practicing for something. Um, you know, to 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 devote your time to to your studies or or anything along those lines. Yeah, it definitely definitely crossed my mind. I've also I also have some friends that'll be coming back next year, so they are practicing for something and they still have some football left, which is awesome for them. So. Those kids I live with were all had their head in dedicated to it, and I just couldn't see myself pulling away from that and 
you know, not going out there with them and just the opportunity, the hope to have some sort of competition, some sort of last game to culminate my career. Me and a couple of my other friends that aren't coming back just hung on for that reason, just to just have that one last moment with everybody. But no doubt it definitely crossed my mind because sometimes when you're waking up at 6 a.m., going out <laughs> to practice and it's 20 degrees out in the middle of March, you wonder why, what you're doing it for. And uh, so no doubt it was, it was tough sometimes to go out there. But again, there's still motivation for me and my friends to be out there. And that's just that little motivation is what we held on to. Yeah, and, and I guess being a part of a, uh, a program that's so successful and has such right. a positive culture, uh, you know, and, and a winning culture, that, that has to help, you know, even knowing that maybe you're preparing some of the, some of the younger players to continue that, that legacy of winning. Oh, yeah. And just at the same time being out there with the younger kids and helping them get ready to kind of carry on that tradition so that we can continue that success moving forward as well. I was never really someone that got much playing time on the field. And obviously this year, I was hoping to get the opportunity to do so. And that was taken away because of the pandemic. But just being out there and helping the younger kids learn and, and get a better grasp of what Muhlenberg football is so they could be better set up for the future and continue that winning tradition was also further motivation for me and my friends to be out there as well. Yeah, I mean, the, the better job they do at, at uh, keeping the legacy alive, the better your career as a Muhlenberg football player uh, looks. So you guys did get, didn't get to play against another team, but on, on Thursday, May 6th, you did get to have at Scottywood Stadium uh, an intra-squad scrimmage. The, the offense against the defense had a little senior day ceremony uh, before the game. What was that like? You talked earlier about, you know, thinking about your last game and, and that was your, you know, that was your last game. It, it must've been pretty emotional for, for you and, and, uh, you know, a lot of other guys on the team. It was it was really cool. You know, obviously nothing compares to a normal game day experience, but it really, it got as close to as possible. The pregame experience, warming up, playing music, uh, getting excited with each other, going through the, our normal pregame routine, just helped it build as, build as best of an atmosphere as possible. And although we knew in the back of our heads, this wasn't really, the game we expected, it was still just an awesome experience to be out there and play some real competitive football. And as you mentioned earlier, some of those kids that decided to hang it up for the spring also got to be out there in the stands, watch us participate in the ceremony. And so just one last time for us all to be together just made it that much more special. And I'm grateful to have the opportunity to, to go out there, put the Muhlenberg, the official Muhlenberg game day jersey back on and just go out there one last time. And you, uh, you caught a pass pretty early in the, in the scrimmage and, and everybody really, uh, really cheered for you uh, when you caught that pass. So that must have felt cool too. Oh yeah, I mean, anytime, anytime you get to uh, put your hands on the ball and do something with it, it's, it's fun. You came to Muhlenberg kind of expecting, uh, with a little bit of an expectation of what it was like because both of your parents attended Muhlenberg. So, I mean, I, I guess, just talk about, um, you know, your overall Muhlenberg experience, uh, not just from a football standpoint, but also, uh, you know, from an overall standpoint. And I, I guess some of that didn't come as a surprise to you. 
I grew up coming to the Muhlenberg campus, going to Muhlenberg football games, Muhlenberg lacrosse games, because that's two sports that my father played. And so I knew the campus look-wise very well. But what I didn't know was the culture around Muhlenberg that made it so special. And that's why I started to understand once I got here my freshman year. I always like to say that I came here despite my parents going here because <laughs> I didn't I didn't really I kind of want to uh, build my own path, build my own like just my own legacy of who I am as a college student and going to my career afterwards. And but when I got the opportunity to uh, visit Muhlenberg the spring or fall prior to uh, my freshman year for an overnight visit with the football team, I really just understood what a family the football team itself was and how special of a place Muhlenberg was. So coming on the campus, just beyond, of course, the brotherhood that the football team is that I'm sure many of my uh, teammates have discussed and you've heard about, just the academics, the opportunity for research to uh, participate in extracurricular activities and to meet just so many different backgrounds of people is something that I'm extremely grateful for and something that I don't know if I will have gotten at any other campus. If you were going to talk to someone who's a high school senior now and, and is enrolled from Muhlenberg to come in the fall and spend their next four years here, what, what advice would you give them about, about coming to Muhlenberg? Oh, I would say take advantage of every opportunity you get to branch out and meet as many people as possible. There's just so many different groups of people on this campus that I even even this past spring, I've met so many people that, that I've been in the same class with for four years and didn't really know them too well and started to realize how special people these people are as well. So there's just there's so many different groups of people that Muhlenberg caters to. And the more you can branch out, the more activities you can get yourself involved in, the more you'll find yourself enjoying your experience and really getting the most out of what Muhlenberg has to offer. Yeah, and academically, you've certainly uh, gotten the most of that. You're a, a psychology major and, and double minor in, in public health and political science. So you've, you, you certainly haven't shied away from, from branching out in the, in the academic world. Again, academically as well, Muhlenberg is such a high, highly accredited college. And the professors here, I've always had great experiences with them. And they're so knowledgeable and just going beyond your, even your major, taking as many different classes as possible also helps you gain a broader knowledge of what the world is like as well. And Muhlenberg's great for giving people the opportunity to understand that. What plans do you have for the future? Well, that's a good question. So <laughs> yeah, I, uh, my plans were originally to attend uh, Seton Hall University next year for graduate school in sports psychology. And unfortunately, expense-wise, amidst the pandemic, they're not, it's kind of tough for them to uh, support their students. And so financially for me, it's not the best option. So as of now, I'm taking a gap year, trying to build up uh, a little bit of finances and then eventually, hopefully get back to grad school and get back on track to pursue a master's in sports psychology and eventually a doctorate in either clinical or uh yeah probably clinical psychology all right well that sounds uh 
that sounds like a, a good combination of, of some of the stuff that you've studied at Muhlenberg. One last question before we go. What do you think you've learned from the past, you know, 14 months, your whole experience uh, with the pandemic from, from not playing to learning different ways of, of studying to eventually getting that last experience? What, what do you think you've learned? Life isn't easy. Life always has obstacles and it's forever changing what you think you'll be doing. If you have plans the next day, they might not be the plans that you expect them to be. So um, just always be ready, always be ready to go to overcome any obstacle that comes in your path because you never know what's going to happen. And, but in the end, if you keep working hard, if you keep persevering and you keep your head held high, keep a positive mood, it's all about, I feel every, life is all about optimism. It's all about making sure that you're in the best mindset you can be to overcome whatever comes in your path. Because if you are in the end, it'll always turn out positive. And like I said, just getting the opportunity to play one last time and to even be on campus for my final spring, which was even up in the air just six or seven months ago, was is just a experience I'm so grateful for because like I said there's it, it could be worse uh, there's many people that are worse off and so as long as you keep your head out high and keep optimistic then it'll all work out and all right well those are those sound like great words to live by and I'm sure if you keep that attitude then you know that'll take you a long way so Thomas Spinelli thank you very much for joining us on the Muhlenberg Mules podcast today thank you so much for having me the Muhlenberg Mules podcast is a production of the Muhlenberg Office of Athletic Communications with Joe Widener, Zoe Keim, and Marty the Mule. If you have any questions or comments, please send us an email at mulespodcast at muhlenberg.edu or call our pod line at 484-664-4001 and leave a message. We will answer questions in future episodes. The Muhlenberg Mules podcast is available on Apple and Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate and review us and recommend us to your friends. For the latest in Muhlenberg College Athletics, please follow us on social media at M-U-H-L underscore S-P-O-R-T-S. Until next week, go Mules! Go Mules.